Hello, Mama. Hope you're having a glorious day. I'm sitting here with my heater and my hot cup of tea and just snuggled into my office. The sun is at least shining here. I live, live in Southern California, as many of you know, and so we don't get too much of a winter, but I still get cold. Um, but I did yesterday, I, I finally got to make a target run so hard in this season of three and a baby and well, three with the baby. Anyways, it, all of the spring stuff was out. I was so excited. There were shorts and bright colors and I was getting my daughter a few things and I just was so excited by it. And so I, I like left feeling like, oh, it should be summer weather, right? <laughs> like there should be, it should be warm and shorts and dresses. And I'm so ready for that season. Um, I'm grateful for the winter and I just spring around here is usually a little cold. So we'll see what happens. Stores always get you ready for like what's happened in a few months from now. So <laughs> it is good to be excited, you know, cause you always look forward to, you know, winter and holiday season. And now I get to look forward to spring and summer and just being outside and enjoying the sunshine. So anyways, that's where I'm at feeling cold and looking hopeful and forward towards the summer. <laughs> I hope you're uh, content where you're at, excited for now and for what's next. Um, that's kind of almost what we're talking about today is uh, if you are feeling discouraged in your planning and your dreaming, if your goals are not happening and you're just not sure what to do, you don't feel like you want to keep trying because it doesn't feel like it's happening. We're just going to dive in today how to get through that both in the uh, just in terms of encouraging you and also just some practical steps you can take if you want to get out of that. So I'm excited to share that with you. And before we jump in, I just want to remind you that we have, as many of you here all the time, an amazing Facebook community. Uh, it's led by Lauren, this amazing Kiwi from New Zealand. That's what a Kiwi is. She's incredible. And, um, we just love seeing you over there. I love getting to read about you when you, uh, you add into the group, you answer a few questions and I just love getting to hear your answers. It helps me understand just who you are and what you need and how to speak to you. And so I love seeing your names and your faces and it's just amazing. So make sure you hop over there. It's a great community just to support each other, rally around each other. We are trying right now to dive more into the podcast episode. So if you have thoughts on what I'm sharing and you want to go and talk to um, other mamas that have heard the same thing and, and you're trying to wrestling through what it looks like to live this out, then that's a great place for you. Um, and if you have suggestions too, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to uh, revamp the Facebook group a little bit. So please, you can always email me at support at morningmama.co. I would love to hear all of your ideas um, and yeah, get to know you. So hope to see you over there. You can go into Facebook and search for Morning Mama Collective um, or you can use the link in the show notes, but I can't wait to see you there. Without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so we are diving into what to do if you feel a little discouraged, if you have, 
you know, in the past dreamed and planned, or maybe in the the recent future, maybe like when January rolled around, you were, you were feeling hopeful and dreaming and you're trying to live out those dreams and those plans and it's not working out that none of them, you're not following through or you are trying to, and things are getting in the way, or you've just forgotten about what you've like that dream that you felt in the beginning of the year, or maybe it's a lot longer. Maybe it's been years since you've dreamed. Uh, wherever you're at, if you're discouraged, I just have some encouragement for you to keep pressing on. Because remember, a dream requires many things. You know, a dream is kind of the big vision that carries you into what God has for you, into the next thing, into what he wants to do through you. It's that big vision. We talked all about dreaming and and I uh, spent a couple episodes just reminding you that you are a dreamer, you're made to dream, helping encourage you to start dreaming again. And so today we're just going to talk about as you set those dreams and you allow yourself to go there, what do you do next if you're feeling like, I don't know how these dreams are going to come true or if you've, you know, stopped dreaming. And so the dream is that big vision. And then the planning is the tiny steps that help you work towards the dream. So we're going to talk a little bit about both, but for the, the, the big dream, right? The big vision. Often we get this big vision from God. We're so excited about it. We're energized. We're ready to go. We're like, let's do this. And then time passes and we're not seeing, it doesn't look like what we thought it would look like. And um, more time passes and we haven't gotten anywhere near where we thought we would by this time. And, and so many things derail us from holding on and clinging to this dream. And so I have three things for you that dreaming requires. That's something that's in your hands. And then three things that you need to let go of. So first of all, if you have a dream, in order for it to come into fruition, the first thing that you need is patience. Oh, no one likes that word. That's a worse one. Like whenever someone's in a season of learning patience, that's a rough season. Patience is not a fun one, but it is good. We all know that. I mean, it's a fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, right? We need patience. It's essential. Um, and I kind of put along with that faith and trust. To me, they all go hand in hand. The way that we are patient is that we put our faith and our trust in God. The way that we can wait to see him move and see the results of what he spoke to us so long ago is that we make sure our faith and our trust stay in God. You know, one of the ways that this has played out in my life, and there's so many stories with this one, patience has been something God has been trying to teach me for years. And through that, I really have learned to trust him and I have learned to put my faith fully in him. But one one of the examples that comes to mind is when we wanted our first child. Um, we were we were newly married. We had, you know, wanted to wait a year to try and have a kid. But then um, one of my pastors actually at church one day just came up and said, I, I didn't I had this random dream about you. You were pregnant. I just thought it was funny. I wanted to share it. And, you know, at that time, I didn't like have the knowledge to say, oh, is it a prophetic dream or not? But for me, what it did was it just got me excited. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want this baby now. Let's do this. And so we decided to start a little bit early trying for a child. And you know, that, that dream just kind of evoked this, this thing that was already inside of us. And so then we're excited for trying for a child and we're thinking it's going to happen anytime. I think a lot of the time when we start trying for a kid, we just assume it's going to happen immediately. Not, not everyone, but that's how we were. We just thought it was going to happen immediately. This is great. It's going to be easy. And so we started trying and 
there was no baby and we was trying and there's no baby. And this went on for months, nine months actually, until we conceived. But, you know, this was nine months of excitement for this vision we had for our family. And, um, you know, at that time I didn't have any specific words guiding me that to me, the dream felt like inspiration, like, like maybe God was telling us to go down this path. But towards the end of the nine months, I think around month seven, there was some weird circumstances that were happening. Um, I, my period was all kinds of wackadoodle. And so it had been like two months since I had had one. Um, but all my pregnancy tests were negative. And so I was, I got an appointment to go to the doctor just to find out like what was happening. And the night before I'm going to the doctor and part of me is, is thinking maybe I'm pregnant. Like it's, it's like maybe, you know, you, you can Google all kinds of weird things and there's things about, oh, the tests were wrong and I was pregnant, you know, even though that doesn't really make sense. But, you know, our minds just want to believe what we want them to believe. And so I was going to go to the doctor, still kind of maybe believing my, my, I was pregnant, not really sure. And that night as I'm sitting at work, um, I was late and I got a text from a friend and she said, I was praying for you. And I feel like God told me that you are about to receive one of the greatest gifts, something, uh, one of the greatest desires of your heart. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this means I'm pregnant. Like, God knows where my heart's at right now. God wouldn't say this to me, you know, if, if it weren't here, this means I'm pregnant. This is it. This is it. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Holy moly. And so I'm just believing and I'm like, this is God saying, this is our baby is here. And then the next day I go into work again and I'm at work and I receive a text message um, from a random number and it said, Hey mama, I just wanted to tell you how excited I am for you for this new journey. You're going to kick butt at this whole mom thing. And I was like, what? Like, I don't understand who is this? And turns out it was my friend's sister who had gotten my number at some point. I never got her number. I don't know how she got my number, but she had a coworker that had my exact same name that had just had twins that day. And she was texting her to say, congratulations. This is awesome. So holy moly, even, even like learning the story of like how I received that text message. I'm like, oh my gosh, God is confirming. I am pregnant. This baby is coming. I'm so excited. I'm believing for this dream that I have. So I go to the doctor later that day and I'm, I'm just in full faith and I'm just trying to like embrace faith. I'm trying to just believe that God is speaking to me. And I go into the doctor and I'm, I, you know, tell her what's happening. And I say, you know, I believe that God told me I'm pregnant. Now, you know, I was very new to hearing from God. I was very new to that whole world back then. So I love one that I had that kind of faith that I would say that, but I also don't know that God was that specific about when that was coming. I, you know, all my tests were negative. So it wasn't adding up and he didn't specifically say you are pregnant right now. I think he was saying it's coming, it's coming. But so all that to say, I don't know that I would have said that in that way if I, if that happened to me today, but I do love that. I had the faith, the audacity to try and just believe in that, believe what God said. 
And so I told her that and, you know, she's like, okay. And so I said, you know, if it's not that, like what might be happening? And so anyways, we, we did some tests, all that. We did like blood tests to find out for sure if I'm pregnant or not. And I was just believing for it. And so I um, waited to get the results. You get the results on your phone. And so I, I was like, okay, this is probably the moment that I get to tell my husband that we're going to have a child. And so I pulled him up. We, we lived around Disneyland at the time. And so we could see the Disneyland fireworks from our rooftop in our apartment. And um, so I pulled him up to the rooftop to watch the fireworks because I was ready to share with him. And so we're watching the fireworks. And I pulled my phone out because I, I had seen that it had come in. The results had come in. Uh, and so I, I hadn't looked at it yet. I was going to look at it with him for the first time. And I said, okay, the results have come in. Let's look. And I pull up the results and I am not pregnant. I was so devastated in that moment. I just couldn't understand. It seemed like God was saying one thing, like why were the results of that not here? I was having big faith. Like what happened? Why was I not pregnant? And I was just so heartbroken. I was also, you know, excited about boosting my husband's faith in this, just that of God, what he was going to do. And so I was just devastated. And so, you know, I, I think I cried a lot that night and talked to my husband and then, you know, the next day I reached out to my friend and, you know, said, hey, I'm struggling with this. And she said, you know what, like, you just need to wait on God. She said, actually, she told me a story about another girl in our church that um, had moved ever, you know, since I had been at that church, but a lot of people knew about her. <clears throat> and she had struggled to conceive for years. And my friend got a word from God that she should tell her congratulations. Like, congratulations, you're going to have a baby. And my friend said, I did not want to say that to her. She was terrified of getting her hopes up, right? This girl had struggled for years to have a baby. And, and she's like, what, you know, I don't want to say this, but she was faithful to share it with her. And uh, I think it was a few months. It, it wasn't that moment that she had, she was pregnant, but a few months later she conceived and had a baby. And so she encouraged me just to wait on God, to see what God was going to do and what God was going to say. And so you know, after that moment, I really did release it. I really did just have this new hope that God was going to answer this prayer. He was going to show up and it would be in his timing. And so, you know, the, the seven months prior to that, even starting like the first month, I was filled with anxiety. I was filled with um, trying to make it happen in my own timeline. I was filled with worry and and trying to orchestrate things in my own way and, and force everything to happen. And that doesn't work ever with God's plan. And so after that, I, I really just released it. And it was another like two months uh, of no period. And, you know, I got my period, I think the next day, actually, after all this happened with the fireworks. And then after that, there was another two months, but I had, I wasn't constantly checking this time. I don't think I took any pregnancy tests. I, I, I just kind of was just waiting to see what would happen. And then the day after Christmas, I decided to test because I think it had been two months and there it was. There was my positive pregnancy test. There was a baby in my belly. And I was just in so much shock. I remember I could picture exactly where I was standing when I, you know, looked at the test. And I remember just standing there and sobbing and saying, God, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And just after so many months of hoping and dreaming, it finally was true. And that moment 
was so powerful for me. But you know what? It wouldn't have been so sweet if I had not had to wait. And God, through that waiting process, taught me how to release control to him. He taught me how to trust him when it doesn't look like he's going to answer things when it doesn't look like it's working out the way I want it to. And so through that process, it's exactly what I needed to grow and take my next step with, with God and my next step of faith. And so look like that, that those months were so painful. And, and I know many of you have waited much longer than nine months to conceive. And, and I know it's painful and I can't imagine what it feels like to wait even longer. But I know that God is good. And I know that if he has spoken a word to you, that he will fulfill it. And I promise you, he's using every bit of the pain and the hardship of this moment to shape you into who you were created to be. And, and the shaping that's happening now is essential for the next step that he has for you, the next thing that he has for you to do, to be in this world. And so you need every bit of it as awful as it is. And this is not his original print plan, right? Like this, this is partly because sin entered the world. And so there is brokenness, there is strife, but God redeems it all. And so now he uses those bad things, those hard things to shape us, to to remove those layers of sin and to shape us into exactly who we were created to be. So as you wait for that dream, patience, trust, faith. God is working something right now. Okay. Another thing as you're waiting for your dream something that's in your hands is hard work. Now, this might not apply as specifically to trying to conceive a child, not exactly in the same way, but if there's a dream that you have about becoming a doctor, about writing a book, about about going into ministry, like whatever it is, we have to do the hard work even when it's even when that hard work doesn't feel directly connected to our end dream. So the hard work is whatever God has put in your hands in this season, you need to do that with everything in your heart. You need to do that as if you're doing it unto the Lord. So even if you don't see how, how what you're doing now is going to connect to that dream, it will, because what you're learning now in this season, as you're doing the hard work is preparing you for that word that God spoke to you or that calling he put on your heart. And so everything that you need to do in this season does not have to be related to that. You don't have to figure out how it's going to go from A to B to C to D. All you have to do is A to B, right? What's in your hands? Be faithful to do everything that you can with that, even when you don't feel like it. Even when it feels boring because you know there's more capacity in you. Even when you'd rather be doing something related to that dream. And maybe you're even getting to, uh, maybe you have to work a job right now that that is not a part of that bigger vision and dream. And so on the side, you're getting to do, you know, some things that are related to that to prepare you for that. And you love that. And you're excited for that. So yes, pour everything you have into to, to doing that, to Maybe it's going to school to be a doctor and you also have to work a job right now. And so maybe in that school, yes, give it everything you have, although it's really hard to work a job and go to school to become a doctor. So maybe doctor is the wrong example, but maybe, you know, like as a therapist, right? Okay. Let's tangible example. When I was becoming a therapist, I was so excited about what I was going to get to do. And I loved school. Now, my job in that season was to pour into school, to learn everything I can, to, to, to soak up everything and to be changed through that. 
but I also needed to pay some bills. And so I also was waitressing at the time, which was the antithesis of what I wanted to be doing. As much as I was blessed by waitressing, it was always, oh man, I get, I get stressed thinking about it now, even as I'm talking to you. I did not enjoy it. I didn't want anything to do with it. It was so hard. It took so much out of me. Just um, one, just, you know, physical exertion of walking around and around and around, lifting plates and being up late at night at these restaurants. But also just this inner capacity of having to be, you know, extroverted and and trying to help people have this perfect experience and and trying to remember all the things I had to say about the menu. And like every component of it was so challenging and not fun. Nothing about it was fun besides the money that I would get. And so, but in that season, my job was to be faithful in that. That meant to serve people at their tables as if I was serving Jesus himself. It meant when I was behind the scenes to, to you know, do everything I could to work as hard as I could to not, to not skip out, to, to give it my all, even though it didn't necessarily connect me from, you know, where I was to being a therapist. But I think it was more than just a means to an end financially. I think God was increasing my capacity in that season. And he was using that to help me become who I needed to become for the next season. Because really, that's where I'm at now. Like, I never really became a real therapist. I mean, I got all my hours. I did all of that. But then after I got licensed, God took me on a left turn and here I am. And I don't even think this is the end of it all. So... You know, even sometimes like what we think we're working towards isn't actually what we're working towards. God gives us little hints, like the next step, the next thing to dream for. But if he showed us the the very end of the dreams, we would freak out and run away because that's many steps ahead. You know, even if I had known in, as I was learning to become a therapist, if I had known that I was going to start a podcast and do coaching, like that would have terrified me. I would have not been ready for that. So God didn't show me that yet. I needed to focus on being present and doing everything I could to become that therapist and to be that amazing server. So as you're waiting for the dream, do not be discouraged by what is in front of you. Do not be discouraged by the work that you must do so that you can get to the work that you get to do. What the work that you must do is doing right now is creating a strength in you that's going to prepare you for what's ahead. So give it everything that you have. That is something that is in your hands. All right, the last thing I have for you that's in your hands as you're waiting on a dream and might feel discouragement is that something that is in your hands is planning. Now, this does not mean you get to plan out every single step of it, but in the faithfulness of the hard work, you can also plan, you need to also plan how you're going to start taking steps toward that dream. So, You know, some of the other dreams that we might have are somewhat smaller. Like, for example, you know, some of the dreams that I have is just this vision of how my house could be, of how it's perfectly decorated, exactly how I like it, and it's perfectly clean all the time, and my systems are flossing and ebbing, and they're perfect and amazing. So that's that's a a, kind of a smaller dream that I have. Um, Another one is that my body could be perfectly clothed, could be perfectly fit, my skin is perfect, my hair is perfect, my makeup is perfect, right? All, All these things. That's another like smaller dream that I have. Um, I have a dream that my routine with my kids could be perfect, that we would make sure that we every day have that connected time. And every day we're diving into God's word together. And every day, uh, we're, we're, 
staying peaceful and I'm teaching them and all of these things, right? That's a dream that I have. I have a dream that my business could be perfect, that I could get everything looking perfectly. I could provide just the best content. I could figure out the best kind of program that everyone needs. It's going to get everyone the best results. I have this dream that these things can happen. So these are some of the, the smaller dreams that I have in my life. Now, I can, I'm pretty good at dreaming. I love vision. I love big picture. I love thinking about the possibilities. I'm not always as good at planning, but planning is absolutely essential if we want these dreams to come true, right? That the dream is the big vision that we need to carry us, to to keep us encouraged, to keep us inspired, to, to see what's possible. We need that dream. But the plan is you know, we talked about this in a previous episode. It's the little steps that takes to get you there. It's the goal and the systems that we have in place to work towards the dream. So I love the dreaming and I'm not always as good at the planning part. Maybe you're like me. And so dive into, I think it's episode 161 where I kind of unpack what it looks like to craft a plan that can, you can actually stick to. But when I look at these different dreams, within just one dream, there can literally be hundreds of, of little plans that I can make, little goals that I can make. And so that can be so overwhelming. And so when I just take the dream itself and I'm like, I'm going to implement this, then that's when I get overwhelmed. That's when I get discouraged because I'm taking this dream and I'm trying to implement it. You don't implement dreams, you implement plans. And so you need to take your dream and break it down into smaller plans to figure out what that looks like. So another example is, you know, one of the girls in uh, the previous academy reached out to me recently and God has put on her heart to write a children's book. And she was saying, I I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do with this. Uh, What are even the steps to do this? I just have this on my heart. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe I'm just supposed to do it for my own child. And I encouraged her to say, hey, no, God has planted this dream. Do not minimize it. But the next step is to figure out what are those tiny steps that are going to lead you to that dream. So just because a dream feels overwhelming and big, the thing is, it's kind of supposed to, right? It's that vision that carries us often for at least weeks, probably months, and maybe even years. And so that often years, I would say, actually. And so that dream is so big it's, it's going to feel overwhelming. And so we've got to take it back and like reverse engineer it and figure out how do I get to that step? What do I need to do to get there? So for her, some of the steps would be to one, figure out how do you publish a children's book? Are there, um, trainings that help people learn how to do this? Are, you know, like as I was, um, I've, I've got to put on my heart to write a book for a long time. And so I'm excited about that. And so, uh, someone sent me this really cool resource where there is a gathering of women called she speaks and it helps equip people uh, to write books. And not only do they help teach you how to do it um, and encourage you how to do it, but they also have publishers they partner with so you can have meetings with the publishers. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is my route to when God puts that book on my heart. This is my route. And so maybe there's something like that for children's books, or maybe it's just more of a straightforward process where you just have to go through a certain avenue and, and submit your idea through that. And so you got to learn what that looks like. And then once you learn how to do that, then you're going to backtrack more. Okay. So this is the next step. This is the, this is how I do it. What steps do I need to do that? Okay. We need to start writing it. I need to start drawing it. I need to get some drafts going. I need to get feedback. Like 
I need to ask God for what he's wanting to do, right? So there's all of these little steps in there, which again can feel overwhelming. Like I said, within all of these dreams I just listed of mine, there are hundreds of different steps, different plans that I can implement. So you need to break it down. And what that looks like is figure out what the steps are, write them all down. Now, sometimes there's an exact order that you need. So then you would just go to the next step, right? So maybe that is write the book. Within that, you got to break it down more though. Are you going to write the content first? Are you going to draw the pictures first? So within that, what you need to do is look at those steps, write them all down, and then look at, if there's not a specific order, which step is going to move the ball down the field the, the farthest, which is going to have the biggest impact. It's going to give me the biggest win. It's going to give me forward more. It's going to inspire me because that, that first step is going to get you moving and excited. And so you start there and you do step one or you do the, the step that's going to give you the biggest results and you work at that and you go from there. And that's when you can use episode 161 and really go into these four steps that I had for sticking to your goal by writing a goal, creating a system, get ready to pivot, and then go back to hope. I encourage you to go dig into that episode if you're struggling with how to do this. Um, But those steps can get you to that. And then you can write the following steps. If there's clear direction, write the next step after that. Once you accomplish this first step, what is next? Now, all of this, it takes a lot of discipline. Like there's not just an easy do it. Like it's fun all the time, right? The dreaming is a fun part for most of us, but the actual living out that dream is where it requires discipline. So it goes back to number two, what's in your hands, hard work. Make sure you work hard at this as if unto the Lord. Don't give up. Don't lose sight. And if you have the excuse of not having time, there's always time that you can find. If you let it be, that will always be an excuse in your life, but you can always figure out how to find time. And if you need help getting your life organized and structured to find that time, um, something that's worked really well for me, I haven't talked about it in a while, but the Systemize Your Life Academy, uh, there's a podcast too if you just want to start there. It's so good. Chelsea Joe is just amazing at helping you get organized um, so that you can find that time to take care of yourself, to, to accomplish your goals, and take care of your kids and your home. Uh, it's just it's amazing. If you are interested in that and you want to jump into the academy, you can use the code MORNINGMAMA and you can get $200 off the academy. Highly recommend it. It's been a game changer in my life. So I know it'll impact you similarly. Okay. So those are the three things that are in your hands. Patience, faith, trust, all in one. (laughs) Kind of cheating there. And then hard work and planning. And then, and then briefly, I just want to go over what's not in your hands. One, God's timing. We cannot ever control his timing. I think we know that, but then sometimes we feel like we can figure out a plan to make things happen faster. And that's just not the reality. We can work hard, we can make plans, but it's ultimately in his timing that he's going to bring things into fruition. And, and you got to trust that is the best timing. I, I can promise you that after time and time again of when I thought my timeline was better, he always had a better timeline. Another thing you can't control that's not in your hands is other people. You know, if, if, if your dream is to have a good marriage, there, what you can do is work on yourself. That is it. You can work on being a loving, supportive spouse, a faith-filled spouse, a praying spouse. You can look at yourself. You can work at yourself. You cannot 
work on someone else that is not in your hands and will never go well when you try and do that. I think a lot of us wives have probably tried that. I know for myself, it has never gone well. In fact, I often get in the way of God's plans when I try and do that. So just a reminder, those people, whoever they are, are not in your hands. And the last thing that is not in your hands are the outcomes. So you can plan, you can work hard, you can have faith, but ultimately you do not know and cannot control what things are going to look like, where it's going to go. But you know who does? You know who has that in control? Someone much bigger and smarter and wiser and more powerful than us. So you've got to trust that whatever outcomes come from these dreams or the process of getting to those dreams, that is God. If God dropped a dream in your heart, he will bring it to fruition in his own way, in his own timing, and even How you think it's going to look might be different than what it actually looks like, but those outcomes are in his hands and you cannot control them. All you can do is have that faith, do the hard work and do the planning. I hope you get excited to dream again and drop that discouragement. You don't need it. God has everything you need when you just seek him and have him guide you in this process of dreaming and fulfilling those dreams. All right, let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for dreaming. God, I thank you, God, for these big visions we get to accomplish on this earth. God, I thank you for for making us dreamers, Lord. And I just pray for everyone that feels discouraged, God, right now, that that feels like they don't want to dream, that they're scared of it, that they've been disappointed in the past. God, I pray you would get their expectation up again, their hopes up again. I pray that you would uh, just even give them eyes to see how you have been moving in their life, how you did shift things around, how you have been working, God. I pray that they would be able to put their hope in you again and that they would remove it from the outcome and put it back in you, God, where it belongs. And God, I just pray uh, that you would just get them excited for these dreams you have for them. God, that that excitement would would encourage them to start running again, to start start moving because these dreams that you have, God, are going to change the world for you, Lord. And so we just, we're so honored to get to carry that with you, Lord. So, so amazing to get to do work with you on this earth, God. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.